Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. There is history all around us here at downtown Milwaukee's Riverside Theater, which opened in 1928, it was nearly destroyed by fire in 1966. It was lovingly restored in the 80s and has been at the heart of this city's cultural life ever since. It is a magnificent theater. We're here in the middle of a history-making Republican presidential campaign, bringing voters face-to-face with the candidates, showcasing their questions, and bringing it all to you at home. Joining us now is Ohio's Governor John Kasich. All right, we got a lot of questions from the audience about a lot of policy issues. A couple questions on news of the day. Uh, Donald Trump's campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, charged today with simple battery. Would you fire him? Well, I haven't seen the video, but they tell me the video is real. Of course I would. Look, you know, when you have problems like that, you have to act. Now, I've been, of course, an executive running the seventh largest state, and we see things that happen at the time. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but, uh, you know, when you see things that are pretty clear, uh, from what I understand, the video is clear. Of course, I would fire him. Let's talk about your path to nomination. You are pinning your hopes on a contested convention, assuming there is one. Why would you be selected? You've only won one state, your home state, Ohio. Why would you get the nomination? Well, a couple of reasons, Anderson. First of all, in virtually every national poll, I am the only one that beats Hillary Clinton consistently. In fact, in the last poll that came out, I was up 11 points. Um, Secondly, and, you know, delegates would look, for example, at, you know, can you win in the fall? I mean, that's like a really important part of this thing. It's not just the nomination. It's about, about winning the election. And frankly, if we do not have a strong candidate that brings people together, we have a prospect of losing the United States Senate as well. And, uh, and, and secondly, Anderson, at some point, the people that go to a convention are going to be concerned about who actually could run the country. I mean, it's like a big deal, you know, who could be president, who could be commander in chief. And I have more experience than, than really all of them put together, except for Mrs. Clinton. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I served 18 years on the Defense Armed Services Committee. I was in the Pentagon after 9-11. I was chairman of the Budget Committee. I was involved in welfare reform. When I was chairman of the Budget Committee, we balanced the budget. We had job growth. I've been the executive in Ohio. We've, but, uh, we've but, grown jobs. So, so at some point, people are going to look at two things. Who can win in the fall? And secondly, who could be the, who could be the best president? But polls are one thing, though. I mean, to have only won, if it continues on this path, to have only won one state, your home state, won't some delegates say, look, okay, the polls say he can win in a head-to-head matchup against Hillary Clinton, but... The voters have spoken. Well, Anderson, I, I think it's pretty clear, and, and most of the people in here, I think, would agree with this. For most of the debates, I was completely ignored. I mean, it's, 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 about, it's been like the last three weeks to a month that people have started to pay attention to who I am and my message. And it fundamentally happened that way because I've not gotten down in the mud. I haven't name-called. I haven't had all these, you know, nasty sound bites. I've just been laying out my record and my vision for what I want to see happen. But conventions are very interesting. Republicans have had 10 conventions. And the leader going into the convention has only been the nominee three times out of 10. 
seven times out of ten, they were not. So I think, uh, and we're going to do better as this calendar moves to the east. Look, I haven't been, now I'm starting to get on my home court. You know, we, look, I went to Ohio. I won by 11 points. I, you know, I did very, very well there. We're going to go to Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. These are all places where I can do extremely well. And we will continue to accumulate delegates, and we'll have momentum going into the convention. And by the way, the convention is nothing more than an extension of the process we have going now. Somehow people think they're, they're, they're truncated somehow, they're, they're disjointed, or they're not. It's a process of primaries, you cl- accumulate delegates, you go to the convention, and then they pick the nominee. Uh, I want to ask you about terrorism. Uh, you, uh, when you were asked about what happened in, in Brussels last week, uh, or let's talk about that, it, in terms of what the U.S. response should be and what the fight against ISIS should look like, you said yesterday that one of your opponents wants to make the sand glow, and the other one complains about other countries not doing enough, obviously talking about Senator Cruz and Mr. Trump. Why would America be safer under your watch? Well, Anderson, first of all, I've been saying for a long time and laid out an extensive program on rebuilding the military. Secondly, I've been the one arguing all along that we need to go after ISIS in a coalition like we had in the first Gulf War. I was there when I saw it happen. I saw our Muslim Arab friends join us in the West, and we pushed Saddam out of Kuwait. Uh, you know, secondly, uh, we, that same coalition needs to come together and we need to s- destroy ISIS both in the air and on the ground, settle it down and then come home and let the regional powers. But there's uh, a lot of countries, Saudi Arabia, who don't necessarily see ISIS as their predominant oh, no, threat. No, no, no. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan, the Gulf states, they all know it's an existential threat. They know that they that, the, you know, the kingdom hangs by a thread because of the radicalism of, uh, of ISIS. And uh, so the fact is they will join us. They joined us before against Saddam Hussein. That was not as big of a deal as this is, where they're blowing people up all over the world. Secondly, of course, I think, Anderson, that we need really good worldwide intelligence. I think that the lemons we're seeing can be turned into lemonade, and I think a president of the United States can rally the civilized world to destroy uh, these folks who were intent on destroying us. And secondly, we talked about NATO. That was another thing I talked about. We need to change NATO from not just a military organization, but an intelligence gathering and also a policing organization that works across boundaries. All of us together, fighting together, working together, destroy ISIS, have the good human intelligence. Donald Donald Trump says NATO is obsolete, is it? Well, of course it's not. That's, that's absurd. Uh, uh, obsolete, okay? Now, look, it, it's, it's really important that we, uh, that we get these countries to pitch in and do more. They'll never do as much as we want. I, I mean, I lived through a whole time when we push them, pressure them. Part of the problem is it's their governments over there. You know, there's too much socialism. There's too much political correctness. That's why they didn't even catch this thing in Brussels. And you know the, the, the screw-ups that we saw with the intelligence. But here's the thing. No, NATO has an additional role now, and that is policing and intelligence gathering. You see, we need to have the Muslims working with us and the West. That's critical. Make, absolutely critical. Let, let me tell you, Anderson. If, you wanted, if we wanted to get information out of some radical that's in a mosque, you're a really great guy. But if you were three blocks from the mosque, you think you'd get anything? I don't blend we, very well. No, you don't. <laughs> well, the fact is, is that we want the Muslims who are, they, they feel as strongly as we do about these murderers out there. These Muslims, they're the ones that have to police their own neighborhoods. And frankly, we need the imams to come out and issue, issue statements about, uh, about how their religion's been hijacked. But it takes all of us together. It takes us to have great human intelligence. And here in the United States, we've got counterterrorism task forces made up of the FBI, 
Uh, it's made up of Homeland Security, state and local law enforcement, and their job is to disrupt. That's why the issue of Apple was so important, because they need the resources to be able to carry out their job for all of us, but they need one other thing. They need the tools. And if they can't hear, then it becomes a problem. But there's also a role for us. Because when we see something happening in our neighborhood, we have an obligation, Anderson, we have an obligation to let alert authorities as well. You talked about Donald Trump a little. In an interview today, you said about Donald Trump's foreign policy, I think that's the most ridiculous outline of foreign policy I've ever heard. This is just somebody that doesn't understand foreign policy, just doesn't Well, which part was I talking about? I don't remember. I'm not sure either. Okay. Well, I mean, I I think the idea that, I'll tell you one. Do you think he... Well, we're going to have a religious test on who comes in the country. So when you come in the country, I say, well, are you a Muslim? Raise your hand if you're a Muslim. I mean, come on, Anderson, that's not going to work. We're not going to police Muslim neighborhoods. We can't afford polarization of people who are in the civilized world. You know, there are people all over the world that know that this, this threat has to be stopped. It has to be destroyed. And we have to work together as a world. Because when people in Pakistan die, we all die a little bit when they blow up innocent men, women, and children at an Easter. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 